Chapter 9 of Hero Tales from History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Wayne Cook. Hero Tales from History by Smith Burnham. How William of Normandy Conquered a Kingdom. When the first son was born to Robert, Duke of Normandy, and Arlette, the daughter of a tanner, the nurse laid the day-old baby on the straw carpet of the castle. In those days most of the floors of the houses, whether huts or castles, were of earth or stone, covered with straw which could be cleared out, as from a modern stable, to allow fresh straw to be laid down. When placed on the floor in his little blanket, Baby William reached out and clutched some of the straw so tightly in his small pink fists that one of those who noticed smiled and said, He will take fast hold on everything he lays his hands on when he grows up. When William was seven, Duke Robert, his father, being about to make the voyage to the Holy Land, called some of his nobles together and said, I am resolved to journey to the place where our Lord Christ died and was buried. But because I know this journey is full of dangers, I would have it settled who should be duke if I should die. The nobles and knights took an oath that they would stand by his son William and not let anyone keep him from being Duke of Normandy. Then Duke Robert sailed away and died during the long voyage. William was away hunting in a Norman forest when his faithful fool, as they called a sort of clown kept by a king to amuse the court, broke in where he lay asleep and shouted, Fly, or you will never leave here a living man. The young duke jumped up, dressed in haste, and mounted his horse, riding through the forest in the moonlight and fording rivers till he came to the castle of a friend who was sure to be faithful to him. This knight and his three sons rode with William to his own castle. It turned out that a number of the Norman lords who had taken the oath to satisfy Duke Robert were now declaring that they would not serve under the low-born grandson of a tanner. The fool had learned that they were plotting rebellion and the death of his young master. William, who was now twenty years old, gathered an army of loyal knights and men and waged fierce warfare against the traitors, who retreated within the walls of a Norman town. The young duke soon captured the town and proved to these rebels, as well as to the men of the neighboring kingdom of France, that the grandson of a tanner might be a greater general than the son of a king. At the beginning of a great battle of brave knights against braver knights, a champion of heroic size came out from the ranks of the enemy and threw down his gauntlet or glove, challenging any knight of Normandy to come and fight him with the sword. William himself took up the gauntlet and drove his sword through an open place in the big knight's armor, so that he fell from his horse, dead. Then, like the Philistines of old, when David slew their giant, the duke's enemies fled in all directions. Many of them were slain in battle, others, while running away, were cut down by the battle-axes of Norman knights and many more perished in the flooded river. Those were brutal days, when people thought that whatever a great king or noble might do was all right if he only had the power to put it through. 
an example of such high-handed dealing is william's conquest of england he had once paid a visit to edward the confessor the priestly king of england the duke claimed on his return to normandy that edward had promised to leave the kingdom to him as a relative it happened that harold an english earl was shipwrecked on the coast of normandy william seized harold shut him up in prison and kept him there till he promised to do his best to make william king of england at the death of edward two years later when edward the confessor died it was found that in spite of his promise to william he had advised in his will that harold be elected king by the witten an assembly of english freemen this body of men took the good old king's advice chose harold king and saw that he was crowned at once harold excused himself for breaking his word to william because king edward had decided in his favor instead of william's and because the oath he had made had been forced from him while he was a prisoner william however was very angry when he heard that harold had allowed himself to be crowned king of england getting together as large an army as he could in normandy he sailed across the channel in leaping ashore from his boat he tripped and fell forward with his hands upon the ground realizing that his soldiers would think this a bad sign he clutched both hands full of earth and rising he held them up exclaiming see i have taken possession of this land of england the normans took position in the village of hastings harold went into camp on top of selnick hill now called battle about six miles from hastings and dug trenches around here a great battle began at four o'clock in the morning of the fourteenth of october ten sixty six in advance of the norman lines rode a knight in armor bearing the duke's colors singing the song of roland the great paladin in the army of charlemagne who had lived and fought nearly three hundred years before it was a brave combat with many knights and nobles on each side the norman found the englishman a foeman worthy of his steel the saxons entrenched on battle hill held their ground so well that william saw he could not gain the day unless he drew them away from that point of vantage so he ordered a retreat and the honest saxons chased the flying normans expecting to catch and slay them but to their great surprise the normans turned and fought harder than before harold was killed by an arrow shot into his eyes the saxon army without a commander was thrown into confusion and thus the day was won by strategy william duke of normandy became william the conqueror of england no one now had a better claim to the throne of england than william so in the new westminster abbey on christmas day ten sixty six he was crowned and took his proud place in history as william the first of england he had to fight four years longer to break down all the opposition from the northern counties in rewarding the norman knights and nobles who had helped him gain possession of england the king gave them great estates scattered over the kingdom william brought to the island many scholars and bishops and did much to establish the church of england though he had been rough and cruel he was both shrewd and wise in proving his own rights and in strengthening his kingdom william ruled england with a strong hand for twenty-one years 
he forbade the buying and selling of slaves yet he reduced the saxon farmers to serfs almost as low as slaves he ordered a record like a census made and a survey of the kingdom which was recorded in what is called the domesday book it was terribly hard for the good honest anglo-saxon people to see the normans move into their homes and force them to work like slaves on the very places they themselves had owned but the normans had the power and the saxons could not help themselves for hundreds of years the normans spoke the french language and the saxons the english the very names of the meats on your table at home are signs of the norman conquest nearly nine hundred years ago the animals in the pastures and stables of england were called by the names the saxons gave them as cow calf sheep swine but the meats of those animals when cooked and served upon the tables of the masters are still known by their norman french names as beef norman name for cow veal norman for calf mutton norman for sheep pork norman for hog or swine milk is a saxon word but cream is from the french because the saxons had to milk the cows and drink only milk while they served their norman lords the cream the norman traits of keenness tact and worldly wisdom have been mingling for many centuries with the honest sturdy integrity of the anglo-saxons little by little as the races grew together the nobles became less haughty and cruel and the poor people were lifted up out of their poverty but it took many centuries for men to learn the lesson that kind hearts are more than coronets and simple faith than norman blood end of chapter nine